Today, I'm joined by Pragati Guru Prasad and Arjun Sampat, co-founders of the Ayurvedic luxury and lifestyle brand, Soma Ayurvedic. Sharing the passion for India's ancient science with the rest of the world, this is a brand to watch and a story you have to hear. Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Main, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. And building Fable and Main has been an incredible journey so far. So I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's like to welcome our guest for today, Pragati and Arjun. They are the co-founders of the all-natural vegan and minimalist brand Soma Ayurvedic. All of their products are made in India and follow Ayurvedic traditions formulating with plants, flowers and herbs that aim to prevent imbalance in the body. I love that Pragati and Arjun have set out on a mission to educate on Ayurveda with the understanding that it's inevitable progression from the rise in veganism and wellness movements in the US. And it's something I'm deeply invested into with Fable and Maine. And honestly, I'm so proud to see flourishing in this industry. So my Ayurvedic is also committed to giving back in India. Not only do they source their materials and ingredients from the most biodiverse forests in Kerala, but they also donate school supplies and hygiene kits to less privileged communities. Pragati and Arjun have truly embedded the holistic essence of Ayurveda in their brand. And I, for one, cannot wait to see Soma Ayurvedic favoring its way forward in the evolution of the beauty space. So guys, just thank you so much for being with us today. Gosh, thank you so much for having us. We are very, very excited to be here. Oh, well, you know, this is like really a very proud moment for me because here we have two Ayurvedic brands and you know, three, co-found- three founders, well, co-founders, my sister's not with me, but, um, and it's something that we, we know the, the realities of the opportunity we have ahead with the brand, but also the potential struggles, you know, it's the main struggle being, let's, let's put the elephant in the room, which is people can't even pronounce Ayurveda, let alone know what it is, and then let alone where it originates from. And it's our job, because as I said in the intro, it's one of the oldest sciences. So for us, it's sort of like, people are like, that's so cool. I've never heard that. That's so new. And I'm like, uh-uh, it's not new. It's nothing new about it. We're just vehicles of education from this great, great science that even our brand won't even do 1% of what it's available for. You know, it's got, it's a, it's a plethora, it's an encyclopedia of things. And, and I'm excited to be in the journey with you guys. So before I get into the podcast, I ask all my guests the same questions. I'm going to ask you guys. So I'll start with you, Arjun. Um, who in a nutshell are you? Okay, Akash. Um, you know, I'm Arjun Sampath. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I founded Soma Ayurvedic back in 2020. But who am I? Um, in a nutshell, just a hustler. I worked in corporate America and Fortune 500 companies, like a lot of us were told to do. And um, after a while, I just got the itch to do something more entrepreneurial. I've always kind of not really followed the rules. And I think that lends itself really well to being an entrepreneur because. When you start something from zero, there are no rules. There is no conventional wisdom, no conventional thinking. So I think a little bit of 
maybe that rebel personality has allowed me to kind of be um, successful in what we're building here. I'm here in LA. I like to work out. I like to do yoga. I like to play basketball. I have a, I'm a dog father. I have a little Cavalier Spaniel puppy. And uh, that's how I spend the few hours of free time I have every week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And, and very similar interests as well, which is really cool. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I love that. And yeah. Pragati, tell me about who you are in that show. Yeah, I'm Pragati. I am a singer, actor, creator, and founder. I also live in LA, been doing a lot of things, have always done a lot of things, and that's where I find my happiness in my creative um, space and any creative outlets. Very similar to Arjun, um, a hustler and, and very much a rule breaker from conventional, you know, immigrant family standards. And so um, I've always been one to want to find out what's on the other side and what people aren't doing and really explore, um, you know, how to bring Indian heritage and what I've grown up with to, to the Western markets and to the mainstream consumer. So I'm, I'm very excited to be here and, um, hope to spread the love and message of Ayurveda. Amazing. And I think, you know, the reason why we, we all are doing this is, and the common misconception, I think when we're in the space is, you know, oh, you're doing it for the Indians here and, you know, it's great. And it's like, yes, of course, but at the same time, these Ayurvedic ingredients don't discriminate. So why should the products, right? Like everyone can enjoy them. And in some ways, everyone has been enjoying them, perhaps not realizing they are stemming from (laughs) Ayurveda, right? Like the turmeric shots and all that kind of stuff. But that's, there's so much more to benefit. And again, the holistic well-being that everyone should deserve to have. So um, this is something that we're, we're on this journey together. So before I go into um, your individual journeys, because I think they each warrant its own time because you guys have done an amazing amount of things. And then we'll get into the brand. Uh, I do want to both ask a universal question and you can decide who to answer and you can both take it away. But um, growing up, right, that's the biggest thing for us um, as uh, South Asians and Indians is we've had a lot of beauty and in the form of Ayurveda, usually stemming from our home, right? Whether it's our grandma, our parents. Um, Do you remember growing up any Ayurvedic or beauty rituals at home uh, that you can share with us? Absolutely. I mean, I think from such a young age, and it's funny that you say that because I myself didn't realize that it was Ayurvedic until, Mm -hmm. you know, much later in life. And like you said, it's, it's more than just a science, it's a lifestyle. And it's, you know, it's the way that you sleep, the way that you wake up, what you put on your body, what you put in your body, the way you move your body. So every aspect of your day-to-day life is so intertwined with Ayurveda and the way that our parents taught us that it was just a lifestyle that was the only cure, you know? And so I grew up, um, I'm a singer. And so when I would come back from long practice sessions or come back from a concert, my parents would always give me um, turmeric, honey, pepper in milk, um, haldi dud. And that was my cure for, you know, a sore throat. And it took me so much longer to now see turmeric lattes everywhere. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> That's so crazy. Or even the Sunday, um, Sunday morning hair oiling rituals, right? Every Sunday, even when I go home to this day, we have four hours blocked out for, you know, hair oiling and um, the way that you wash it out with, the herbs in, and you don't use traditional shampoos, you know? And I think all of these small things, um, drinking warm water, putting cumin in your water, 
there's so many aspects of day-to-day life that have been, um, you know, intertwined with what is now I'm realizing is Ayurveda and so have grown up with it forever. That's so, it's so interesting that you say that because it's exactly my story. Like, (laughs) you know, you kind of either call them like this, like either I call them like grandma's like secret recipes or kitchen ingredients or whatever. Right. It wasn't understood as, I think, I don't even think my grandma ever said my nanny, like this is Ayurveda, right. She just, Uh it was so intertwined. So it's only now we're really mainstreamingly calling it something, which I think is important because the rise of K-beauty and all these, you know, in other uh, beauty, like uh, traditional Arabic Islamic medicine, you have also uh, TCM, traditional Chinese medicine. So, you know, it's, it's good to segment it now into where the origins lie. But that was our understanding. It was just yeah. products that work. But Arjun, how about yourself? Yeah, I'd say my, um, you know, upbringing with Ayurveda is a little bit different than Pragati's. And maybe as a, as a young boy, it's a little different. You're not getting as many hair treatments and skin things. And like, to be totally candid with you, I think, you know, growing up as a Indian American and uh, in America, I was really conflicted and I really like ran away from my heritage for a long time. But, you know, yeah, when we would go to India, our grandma would oil our hair and I, I just didn't want to be a part of it because, uh, like I said, I was conflicted and I, I knew things were good for me. But at that moment in time, you, you don't see it. You, you say, hey, I don't want to be in the bathtub for two hours. I want to be watching TV or doing something else. So I knew about all these things. I knew my grandfather was a doctor and he would give me turmeric supplements. So I would take them kind of begrudgingly. But yeah, to be totally candid, I would kind of run away from some of the things that Indianized me while I was trying to fit in in a super white affluent suburb that I grew up in. And I think now there's this whole epiphonic journey where I now get to embrace who I am and and bring that to the West. And it just, it feels like a, just a complete um, transformation and it's it's exciting and I I feel really proud of it. That's amazing. I I think, I think definitely um, if we look at the facts of today versus say 20 years ago, 30 years ago, it, it is true. Like I feel even myself, I used to suppress my, my heritage and my culture and predominantly because I was born and raised in London to your point, Arjun, like, you know, the, I, I know, Prakati, you know, you were born in, in um, Singapore, but also brought up in California. So, you know, you'd also relate the fact that, like, you, we have been bullied a lot growing up. And often it was not because of X, Y, Z of, like, let's say, how how I act or this. It was mainly to do with our culture, right? It was corner shop jokes, moving our head left and right. It was smelling like curry, like all the stuff I heard. And, and often... It's why growing up with my grandma I used to be like, okay, can you like put the haldi or the, the, you know, the oils on and like wash it out quickly? Because in school, if it smells like Tulsi and stuff, I will get bullied. Like I did get bullied. So um, it is something that a lot of, um, a lot of uh, South Asians have, have had to deal with. And I think now I look in the industry, you look at like the South Asian, ex- the South, the South Asian excellence at Oscars. You look at, um, you know, what we just did amazing wins in, in right now in Oscars as well. But these things, I'm just talking about that because it's topical for this week, but generally speaking, it's like, we're coming so far and really it's a proud moment for us to be like, I no longer feel ashamed, which I never should have. Unfortunately, kids are mean and make you feel that way and that's it but um but then so both of you um 
both kind of, because uh, Arjun, you were between like California and Chicago growing up. And then Pragati, when did you move to California? I moved when I was two. So most of my upbringing was in California, but I did spend a couple of years in India, in Chennai in between. Ah, okay, amazing. Well, so now I want to talk about your individual stories because I mean, I'm sorry, like I can't go too deep into it because we'll be here all day because you've done so much, oh. guys. <laughs> but but uh, Pragati, I'll start with you. I, w- I want you to talk like a summary of your of your life leading until this moment with Arjun and Soma. Uh, talk about your singing career, your re- the reality TV singing competition, um, Super Singer Junior. Tell us about it all. Yeah, so in 2012, when I was a freshman in high school, I moved to Chennai to compete on Super Singer um, in Chennai with my mom. And so I was there for about a year and um, placed, I was, I was the runner-up of that competition after a year and got kind of a big break into South Indian cinema. I started uh, singing for movies, lending my voice to a lot of playback, did a lot of independent albums, went on tour. And so this was kind of throughout high school and well into college. And I think the exposure on TV really gave me a huge platform to then um, venture into a lot of different entertainment adjacent categories. Like I started modeling, I started acting, did a lot of brand endorsements. And I think that was around the time of the rise of Instagram and social media. So I started gaining a following kind of worldwide because I was um, I was the first international contestant on the show. So a lot of, I think, immigrant um, families and children really related to the journey. And so um, I was able to do that and then move back here uh, for college because my dad was insistent that I, <laughs> that I get a degree in the U.S. So I went to UCLA and that's when I moved to L.A. And I think it was a very interesting intersection of a lot of different things. There were I think South Asians in Hollywood was was a growing um, category at the time. There were a lot of South Asian founders who were starting brands, heritage-based brands. Um, social media was growing. So I think it was just uh, the start of South Asians and Asians specifically being recognized in many different categories. And it was such a great time to also be in LA. And I think that's around the time that I met Arjun. Started working very closely with Soma Ayurvedic and both... Um, my family and Arjun's are from Chennai. So we're both Tamil. And I think we had that initial connection um, where it was like, oh my gosh, like a Tamil founder who's really uh, building something that's from India and that's so rooted in India really inspired me. And, you know, I was working with a lot of really cool, great brands, but there was something so personal about what Arjun was building. So as I moved to LA, I was, um, I got my degree in political science and music business, but Obviously, on the side, I was, you know, scouted by an agency. I was signed. I started working out here and almost kind of transitioning my career out here. I would fly to India back and forth, but um, really loved the work that I was doing out here and then started working with a lot of brands like um, So Ayurvedic, meeting some really inspiring founders. And I think Arjun and I just had such a close-knit relationship where, you know, we would get on calls every week or every two weeks and just be like, hey, you know what's going on? Just updates on the brand. And that's not a relationship that I had with a lot of other you know, brands and founders, it was just such a personal mission for me too. Um, and then we um, launched the the Jasmine body oil, which was kind of our hero product, which I'm sure we'll get into later, but we launched that in 2021. And I was the face of that body oil. And I think that's really where it kind of all began, where we had this I just had this tie to the brand where I was like, I'm so passionate about this. And I didn't know what to do with it for the longest time. And then a couple of months later, we were sitting down and Arjun was talking about looking for a co-founder. And it was almost like a light bulb moment for both of us. Like, why shouldn't that person be me? And um, 
we signed some papers over coffee and and here we are today. <laughs> oh my god, that's it's so exciting. And also you missed out like then you were in Never Have I Ever for an episode. <laughs> my team yeah. said that and then I literally Googled and I was like, oh my god, I remember seeing that episode. I didn't even put two and two together. That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, so so many things in between, but in between yeah. the the singing and the you know becoming a founder, I've done um quite a bit in in Hollywood and really enjoyed myself doing it and still still working on it so got a lot yeah. of different things happening simultaneously <laughs> they all I, I had a recent like with my purpose coach life coach I had like a session of like putting all the things I want to do and she put this on a board and then she was like you, you, you do see how they all help each other right and I'm like yeah yeah I think that's the craziest thing exactly I've actually thought about that a lot where it's like I feel like I'm doing too many things and I'm you know, stretched a little thin sometimes, but then you see how they coexist and how they help each other. And that's when it all kind of, it, it all kind of makes sense. <laughs> so that's why I say, just put it all down guys. If you want to do a lot and you are doing a lot and you feel you're spreading yourself too thin, but I actually realized it's okay. Like you're, you're, you're probably all making sense by these things. So Absolutely. yeah, it's important. And then Arjun, I would love to hear sort of your kind of first, your, your career stints in different places like Red Bull, Keva, talk about it all. Yeah. You know, I was born and raised kind of in Orange County, which is a suburb in about 40 miles south of L.A. And when I was like 12, the family, we moved to the Midwest, moved to Chicago. So I split my childhood between the West Coast and, you know, the Midwest. And I went to school in the Midwest in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And then after I graduated college, I worked in CPG. You know, it was the thing to do is go work for a big Fortune 500 company. So I, I started my career consulting for Nestle, the world's largest food company. First in the Bay Area, they transferred me to LA. Uh, I was doing analytics. Um, then I got poached and I, I moved over to Red Bull Energy Drinks, like an iconic consumer brand when they were growing, you know, 200% every year over year. And that was when I got a lot of experience. I did like analytics, marketing, sales. Um, I was in LA, but believe it or not, um, they actually transferred me to Dallas because they wanted me to manage Walmart. And my red line was, I'm not going to Arkansas. So I said, okay, I'll go to Dallas. Yeah, in Bentonville, right? That's like, I've been there. <laughs> Once you're there, there's nothing but Walmart and a, few, and a nice museum. That was it. I've, I've been to the Bentonville Embassy Suites more times than I want to admit. <laughs> you know. So anyways, um, you know, after a few years of being in big company corporate, I, I liked, you know, I liked certain things about it and I was really aggressive and I was getting promoted and promoted, but I just saw that there's this whole world of scrappy young brands and scrappy entrepreneurs that, you know, 10 years ago started disrupting these behemoth CPG companies and industries where it used to be Kraft and Unilever just owned every aisle in the grocery store. And then you start seeing like, at least in my world, in food and bed, you start seeing these you know, nut butter and almond butter and better for you beverages come in and start taking share. And then people want to know, hey, who's behind this brand? Is it an entrepreneur I can go on their Instagram and see? Or is it a soulless billionaire shareholder from a, you know, Fortune 100 company? And I think the touch point where consumers wanted to know who is the brand um, was kind of a tipping point for um, a lot of the lifestyle and wellness categories to be disrupted. Um, so I just quit my job. I quit my job. I had a, <clears throat> I started consulting for a, a startup food tech company 
that wanted to enter the Indian space. And I was really good friends with the CEO. So I went to India like five times in uh, 2018 and 2019, started formulating my thesis. I was just very passionate about Ayurveda. And at the time before I did this, uh, Akash, one of the, the biggest inspiration in my life was my grandfather who passed away. But he he's the first one. He came to America in 1970. And he just told me, Arjun, you need to do something you're passionate about, something you care deeply about. I know you're proud of your heritage. He said, when, we, when like my generation came here, it was all about putting a roof over the head. You have the privilege to do what you want. Go do it. And it was that point I knew I was passionate about Ayurveda. I was passionate about holistic health. And I was passionate about luxury brands because that's just the world. I, I love these luxury iconic brands and I love consumers. So kind of the light bulb went off in my head. I met this Ayurvedic doctor in India. We started formulating products on a whim. Akash, I knew nothing. I, I, I don't like the word beauty because I don't consider myself a beauty founder. And I feel like the word beauty, the industry is limiting. So I brought these products back home with me. Akash brought them back home and people were raving saying, oh my God, these are the best products I've tried. And then I said, okay, if that's the feedback, we're going to launch this. So um, bootstrap the brand, um, launched the brand in Jan 2020 at the LA Beauty Expo, uh, two months before the pandemic. And, uh, you know, it was a scary time when the pandemic hit, but the, um, the reception was phenomenal. LA is a phenomenal place to launch a wellness company and shortly after our launch i met pragati and um, as the brand started growing we started looking at new products and how to build a team and kind of as pragati mentioned the the best fit was right there um right under our noses and uh kind of the rest is history uh, so to speak okay so this is so exciting because now we're going to get into the 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 brand itself and i want to talk about the products but first before we do that the name Soma, uh, I know what it means in Sanskrit, but for those listening, can you explain what it means and how you came up with the name? Yeah. Yeah. So in, in, in Sanskrit, Soma has a few translations, but um, it means holy elixir. So, you know, we wanted something to convey that these products are so pure and efficacious and good for you. Um, wanted this to be a word in Sanskrit that really reflected the heritage of Ayurveda. And to be quite honest, Akash, I wanted this to be a word that Westerners could pronounce, two syllables, Soma. And then just doing a little uh, naming research, words that end in A have the most positive connotation with consumers. And Soma is just a wonderful name. And then we wanted to be really, really intentional, Akash, about having the word Ayurvedic in our brand name. Um, At the time, I don't believe there was any brand that actually had the name Ayurveda or Ayurvedic. Mm. There's some brands that kind of ran from that terminology because it's different sounding for the West. And maybe they would say inspired or Indian inspired, but we wanted to lean into it 100%. So Selma Ayurvedic um, was born under that kind of... That's And have you... Um, maybe to both of you guys, have you found it, I don't like the word struggle, but let's say a challenge for people to 
learn I, mean, I know they would be interested in but really like advocate Ayurveda and, and I and I and I say it from my brand you know we're more Ayurvedic inspired as opposed to fully Ayurvedic right because of certain products ingredients stuff but generally speaking I even do when I do my trainings in Sephora stores I go around and everyone has to say the word Ayurveda out loud even in my market meetings all my merchants they will have to go around the room and then I give them stickers it's quite bad like a yeah. classroom <laughs> but I'm like if yeah. they get used to saying the way because they're like they're like Ayurveda I'm like they can pronounce it first they're going to advocate it a lot more do you find people yeah. are struggling to advocate because of the, the word or spelling you know like I think it's definitely a little bit of a stretch as is you know, any Indian word, um, yeah. I think starting from our names, right? Um, I'd say our names see, too. <laughs> right? Second, they see a, a combination of consonants or, or vowels that they're not familiar with. It automatically just is is very difficult to pronounce. So as with A-Y-U-R, right? So Ayurveda, I mean, I think even the pronunciation has definitely been a little bit of a stretch, but I think since since the brand launched over the last few years, there's been so many adjacent categories within Ayurveda that have really taken off, right? With the yoga industry, with food and beverage, um, and even with beauty. And so I think it's become a little bit easier now that everybody's working at it. So we're almost able to talk about adjacent categories. Like I was on a panel last week talking about this um, to a, to a room full of, of non-Asians. And I was mentioning the yoga industry or the turmeric lattes or the ashwagandha, the moringa. And it was it was more approachable because they had some point to relate to. And so I think starting from that place, rather than being like, I'm going to introduce something to you that you've never heard of before, and it's going to change your life. We're now able to give them things that they're familiar with and things that they really love to then take them to the point forward. That's very good. That's a really good, uh, that's actually a really good uh, point with any, anything that people are trying to bring, whether from their own cultures and heritages, you know, connect to the person via things that they might be familiar with or adjacent with, and then bring them on the journey. It's sort of like what we even did at the beginning, because when we launched, we were a bit perhaps two in the kitchen with Sephora, which is a phrase of like, you know, we launched day one with Sephora. So a lot of the things that we wanted to incorporate, we we had to like, um, I would say like uh, filter or, or ease it out because it was maybe a bit too much for them to understand how that will work commercially in an environment. Like, you know, if I start talking about, all Ayurvedic ingredients or sneha and all this stuff. They're like, what is sneha? And it's like, okay, no, that's like lovingly putting on oil on your body. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, just stick with that. <laughs> just say that word. I'm like, okay, yeah. fine. Um, you know, and you have limited space and packaging and stuff. But what I felt was another way is, is, is also letting people, once they're hooked onto something, educate them over time, right? That's sometimes even more when they start listening. Um, and I think that's what I love about what you said, Arjun, is like, you know, you're not categorizing yourself in a, in a, in a, small bucket of saying I'm just beauty you're you're, you're a lifestyle mm-hmm. brand you're creating something that and that's what Ayurveda yes. is right it's more, not just a product it was that ritual around it um and and that's very important so maybe Arjun for you you launched with three products um yes. as what I've researched can you tell us what the three products were that you launched with yeah the the initial launch was uh was we had an anti-aging cream with aloe vera and saffron. We had a under eye gel with lavender, moringa, avocado, and then our vitamin C serum with citrus and rose. And those were the Amazing. three kind of iconic products that we had in the market for, uh, I want to say a year, almost two years until we launched that body oil. And um, mm. the goal always was to have products that were truly hero products rather than because so many people 
said, why don't you come out with the entire set, the, um, the cleanser, the toner? And I said, we want to focus on what we're really, really damn good at making. And if we're really damn good at making something, we want to double down on that. We don't want to just dabble in something for the sake of it. And if you want to buy your cleanser or toner from another brand, that's totally fine with us. But the, the philosophy has always been every product has to be truly a hero product that everyone on the team is super passionate about. Um, and then the next year and the following years is when the, the innovation has started to take place. And I'm sure we'll go more into that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, as you said, so you had the, the, the three hero face products and then the body product. Um, did you find like, uh, from an MPD perspective, product development, did you find it interesting speaking to labs that perhaps, um, are not familiar with a lot of ingredients. Was there a lot of work needed from your end uh, to like educate them on, oh, no, 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 I know you never tried saffron with this mix, but trust me, it works. Because, and also, where are you making all your products? That's another factor to add, is it? Yeah. Yeah, so one of, no, 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 Akash, one of the true advantages we have is um, we work with, uh, um, you know, third generation uh, family manufacturer in Kerala. So all of this is second nature. It's innate to them. Um, obviously, I worked with my Ayurvedic doctor to infuse some of the um, ingredients that we wanted in there. But the, the benefit we have, Akash, is when you're doing R&D in the birthplace of Ayurveda, the abundance of raw materials in such proximity means you can rapidly iterate Whereas if I'm working with the lab here in the States, it's going to take them six weeks to source uh, a saffron that comes from Kashmir. It's going to take them six weeks to get a certain almond oil. And I'm just behind the, um, the eight ball at that point. So the, the rapid iteration, just proximity to the best ingredients on earth was a huge win for us. Our manufacturers, just innate understanding of Ayurveda was, was huge for us. That said, it took me, Akash, I traversed the entire subcontinent. I met with 12 manufacturers. <laughs> I thought I was never going to, I thought this Fine. was never going to get off the ground. It was the last, yeah. it was the last person that I met that took my call and we can get into it. I had to you know, overstay my visa and go see them, but it was wow. well worth the, the trouble that I got into. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And, and oh, also <laughs> yeah. I want to ask while it's on my head, the yeah. three waves. Yeah. Where did that stem from? The 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 kind of favicon or whatever. You yeah. call it. I'm so bad with words. I forget the what's it called? Like an emblem or you know symbol? Yeah, our logo. So there's yeah. no. Everybody's like, what is the deep, profound meaning behind those three <laughs> waves? Are they the three doshas? Are they chakras? Yeah. <laughs> you want to know what it was? I'm just a minimalist. I, I just it. said water's water's life. What's a really minimalist way to show water? And it's, that's what it's supposed yeah. to be. Waves. Uh, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. It's like, it's very simple. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and that was the, the minimalist approach was very intentional. And is that, um, is there, again, is there a hidden meaning behind minimalist in this crowded industry or like what, what, what is the reason for choosing this route of a very simple, but beautiful packaging? Yeah, gosh, I think part of it is one, I personally gravitate towards minimalism. So when you're going through your branding, it feels good to be able to put your stamp on it. And then two, uh, Akash, I always felt like if I have to be so loud with my packaging, if I have to be so loud with my claims on the packaging, 
I felt like if I have to pound my chest and be that loud, then I'm not letting the substance speak for itself. Um, we went through all these branding exercises with, you know, our designer and agencies where they wanted this packaging to be pink and all these colors that were leaning more feminine, but we wanted to be completely gender neutral, completely unisex, completely luxury and chic. And we just felt like if this is a luxury brand, it has to speak to the consumer in one second when they see us on the shelf. And to this day, Akash, um, we have everyone from customers to beauty editors saying, I don't throw out your empties. I keep your jasmine body oil. It's a really nice glass bottle with matte uh, matte gloss finishing. And they say, I just keep it there because it's beautiful. So, uh, you know, thank you for asking that. But it was very, very intentional. And um, we're really proud of it. Yeah, as you should be. Uh, and maybe Pragati, um, tell us now about, uh, you know, you've, you guys have expanded from body and face to fragrance, which is, we all know, a big, big part of India um, with the jasmine, sambak, madurai from the area. And tell us about the fragrances you guys have. Yeah, so I think um, once we launched the jasmine body oil, which we've, you know, been talking about in 2021, there was so much feedback from our customers saying, when I put this on, I use it right after I take a shower and, you know, it's so luscious and moisturizing, but it has this intoxicating, gorgeous scent to it, which is, you know, the, the Madurai flower from uh, the Mali flower from Madurai. Mm. And to the point where when I wear this, I don't need to wear any fragrance or any perfume or cologne on top of this. So I just go out that way. And I think that really got us thinking where we were like, oh, we never, you know, necessarily considered it to be a fragrance or considered people to wear it that way. And I think that's what really triggered our our direction, our I guess our direction of our next product development, where it was more so like, wow, we just realized that one, we can use this product in many different ways. And two, that there are so many more raw materials from India that, you know, people are familiar with in fragrances that are not necessarily highlighted as being Indian. And I think we really wanted to tie that with, like Arjun was saying, some of our manufacturers who are family-owned businesses who are in these you know, villages in India who have been creating uttars and ouds for decades. And we said, how can we find and source the best materials from India that people are used to smelling like sandalwood, like oud, like jasmine, like vetiver? There's so many different materials that are in our fragrances to this day, but are formulated in India. And I think that's kind of the direction that we went with. And we created um, eight different fragrances, two of which we launched back in November. And they have been such a huge, huge hit. And and I, I mean, I'm not just saying this because I'm the founder of Soma Ayurvedic, but when I wear that and I walk out the door, there has not been one time that I have not been stopped to ask what I'm wearing. I believe it. I mean, these ing- these in- these um, ingredients from an old Delhi oud, you know, you have uh, the the ingredients of like sandalwood, oud, musk. Um, I see a bit here. Your top notes are pink pepper, lemon, bergamot. Your middle is cedar. Gavinum and mandarin, and base is sandalwood, wood, and musk. And then for your Mysore sandalwood one, your top notes are sandalwood, iris, violet, middle is lily, cedar, and sandalwood, and the base is amber and nutmeg. Um, they are like a 
remind, transport me to India and especially in these regions, right? Because I think a lot of people don't realize the difference and the variety in the, of, of amazing places in India. And they all have a smell. Like when we go back, we, when I go to Madurai, you think of jasmine sambal, right? The, the, at, at another level, garnishing the, cover, the, the temples. And, um, and I'm just excited to see like how you guys are going to create more and more sense because there's so many more places to, to shout out about. So that's exciting. Um, and what, one thing I love about is your mechanism, your perfume oil, like the atars and stuff. Because I think that's quite, um, I would say synonymous to India. Uh, but can you tell us a bit about why a perfume oil you launch with and not maybe uh, the traditional perfume spray and mist? Yeah, so you, you hit the nail on the head. Why not the spray mist? Um, Akash, the perfume oil, the fragrance oil is so much more intimate. It's such a more personal experience. Um, as you know, when you spray a perfume that has alcohol, 90% of that gets on your clothing. And the reason people think it lasts long is it lasts long on fabric, whereas on the skin, um, the oils last a long time. But it truly is this intimate um, experience um, where everybody's skin type is different. And you read some of the notes, Akash, of iris, violet. So you may put on the Meister sandalwood and get a strong sandalwood scent. And then 30 minutes later, you may get a whiff of that middle note of iris and violet um you know from the marketplace i think people are now starting to see the luxury nature of fragrance oils you kind of see the if you look at the byritos and the lalabos and the diptiques of the world you're starting to see that in european luxury um our manufacturers and dating back thousands of years the, the the indian subcontinent they've mastered this technology and we use this ancient technology we use the way we extract these absolute oils and use uh, steam distillation gets you, and even even our carrier oils gets you a product that's unrivaled. Um, oh gosh, when we were doing this perfume testing, and I was with with the manufacturer, and we were smelling all the raw materials, the best thing I the best way to explain it, it was like wine tasting. Like it was such an indulgent, luxurious that. I just said one day I want to smell perfume, fragrance, and drink wine, and that would be a great life. Oh my God. So there was so much passion behind this. That's one thing, or oh my God, either you should do it, and if not, uh, I'll happily yeah. get involved. Is like imagine like an influencer event or an actual physical consumer event, a consumer pop up for like Ayurvedic, yeah. like smelling, tasting. Not ta- I keep on saying tasting, but you know what I mean, like yeah. like like a like an experience for people to enjoy. Like we can't take everyone to India, but can we bring India to them? Um, that, I mean, I'm sure it already exists. You guys did yeah. such a good job of that with the the event here in LA where. It, the foods were Ayurvedic inspired. There were so many Ayurvedic um, activations. So we should should definitely work on something. We're gonna like we're that. gonna talk. We're so gonna. Uh, this is our, our, our job. Let's figure out a way to do yeah. Ayurvedic wine as well. For <laughs> I know. Oh my god! Just for us. Forget even for people. Just for, I just, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> just a little um, founder party. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna do that. Yeah. So I mean, one thing I want to talk about is a mission. It's very important. So I know from the eco angle, you know, your jars and serum bottles are made from recycled glass and. Um, you know, you don't use paper stickers. I think from that angle, like this is where the beauty industry, like honestly, it's so important. Um, uh, it's a bit hard in hair because there's rules where we can't have glass in showers and stuff. But, you know, that's something that we have to work on. Um, but um, your mission really also speaks to me, right? So for every purchase, um, you donate. Uh, but I'll let you guys explain it in, in a better light. Yeah, so one of the things, you know, we 
we're fortunate to have our manufacturing and raw materials and um, you know business made in India, and um, we just felt like if we're making a livelihood here with Indian labor and Indian materials, we got to give back to the producer communities. Um, so what we wanted to do was just, um, you know, for every product we sell, we, we, we total it up. And then in the beginning, we were working with um, a couple different orphanages where they're super, super vetted through like really top tier NGOs. So we know the money's being used properly, but the biggest thing was just really fundamental things, which were school supplies and, you know, female, female hygiene kits, things that we take for granted, which shocked me. So we've partnered with a few orphanages and then um, we, we mix it up. I, last time I, most of the time it's in Kerala. Last time we partnered with this one in Bangalore. And now that Pragati has joined, she has so many connections with um, NGOs and causes that we just want to, spread the wealth where we can. So I'll, I'll let Pragati speak to that. Yeah. Um, I actually help run an NGO based out of uh, South India called Andal Organization. And we work with um, children and families with uh, multiple disabilities, physical and mental disabilities. And so kind of work with a lot of grassroots organizations to train able-bodied people within these villages to then provide support to those with disabilities, whether that's through physical therapy, mental therapy, groceries, bank, you know, everyday um, essentials. And so we are actually in the midst of, of figuring out the best partnership between Soma Ayurvedic and Andal. Oh, that's, I mean, one thing for sure, I know by supporting Soma, you're supporting these causes, but in the future, I'm sure a lot of your uh, loyal customers and even new customers will want to support even further. So um, is there plans to like make that, I think you said it, right? But you're going to make it more singing where people can even help beyond just the product, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that I would love to talk to you about because I saw you were just yeah. in India um, at the Tiger Reserves, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Exactly, yeah. And so um, to find a closer tie between causes that we care about and the brands that we're building is is definitely a conversation I would love to have. No, exactly. Even even for us. I mean, that, that's why we haven't, like, even people are confused sometimes that we talk all about this tiger conservation and our fund, but <laughs> everyone's like, I don't really, how am I supporting it? Like, how do I, and you know, the reason is, is they all want to get involved. But my point is, it's going to happen. It's just timing is important. First, you know, there's a lot of work needing from our end to, like, make those relationships on the ground, understand where is the money that we need to know is best working for. And you know, I don't want to take anyone's money before I know where it's going and deploying. And we know in India as well, like um, there is a sense of unfortunate corruption when it comes to uh, philanthropic work that you have the governments involved and you have to have a local Indian entity, not foreign money entering, which is often seized and not many reaches the, the main causes. So for me, I'm trying to set up an Indian charity and do it all. So like yourself, I think I think it's a really about educating people that we're doing something, but there'll be more. This is just the beginning. We're building two businesses, right? The, the product, but the mission, and it's, it doesn't happen overnight. So yeah, I think mean, that's very very important. Um, and one thing I will say, Arjun, you said it, but I'm also you're very humble. I want to say, like you know, you said you're taking and then you're bringing the, you've, you're bringing a livelihood for yourselves here, so you want to give back. But you're also doing more than that because you're giving them a livelihood by by supporting local villages, and so that's like a, I think a really big thing that um, you know foreign businesses out of your India uh, making sure they 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 support Indian economy and Indian livelihood from the workers and the farmers. I think it's so important. Um, so that's just really kudos to you guys for doing that. It's something that uh, we're working on at Fable to do a bit more of that because um, 
it's uh it's it's not easy um but it's it's definitely effective when you do it but yeah so thank you guys for that um but before we go into fire round i have um a desert island question i'm going to ask you in a second but i want to first end with the future of soma ayurvedic so from both of your i'm going to ask you both and i would love to see like what you both envision so maybe uh Pragati, you can start first what is the future looking like for you and soma the future is looking like a lot of very exciting products in many different spaces and also for you know consumers all over the world to really understand what ayurveda means and and how beneficial it can be and arjun you know the future um is going to see you know a lot more fragrance a lot more luxury and lifestyle products in peripheral categories i think then people will see that we transcend the the limiting term beauty um, you're going to see more experiential things for us. It's always, as you know, Akash, well, you've you've done a, probably one of the better jobs I've seen in the industry of when you're a direct-to-consumer brand, it's really hard to have that touch point. So experiential is really important. You're going to see that from us. And, uh, you know, we're really confident that we are going to turn some Ayurvedic into an iconic, not just an iconic Ayurvedic brand, but an iconic consumer luxury brand. Absolutely. And I think, I think, as you said, it all boils down to experience. I will say with Ayurveda, the, the best thing we have, and we've known this from our childhood memories, uh, before even understanding what it means is it's so much stronger as a connection when you have that experience with products. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, unfortunately, we live in a landscape in a world where it's very expensive to offer experiences, <laughs> which is why if we could, our brands would have pop-ups every yeah. minute and <laughs> events. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. one permit in one little area of LA is like $20,000. You're like, yep, they're <laughs> happening. So, you know, it does take time and it does take, um, uh, I think sometimes that's where we even us as brands, and especially in the same field, coming together is sometimes the best way. So let's definitely talk offline because I think we can definitely, we're all selling the same story. I think they would probably do these experiences not to sell the product, but the way of consuming or yeah. using a product. So I think it's where the uh, Ayurvedic brands need to come together in the Western world is, is the future of that. Great. So we're going to do that. Um, so now fi- fire around questions, but Desert Island. So I'm, imagine I'm inviting you guys to a founded beauty retreat, being very mean, but you're both invited. So you can both take your different products, which is a good thing, but I'm only allowing one, one each. So what is, what are you taking? I'll start with you, Arjun. What's your go-to? I'm taking my old Delhi Oud because I've been wearing it for six months. And, uh, just like Pragati said, she's not the only one getting compliments on these streets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a, the best way just to you know, be the, the best, the best smelling founder so, on this there island. You go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and Pragati, how about you? I'm taking our Mother A Jasmine body oil. I'd like to say. You also smell good and then you keep your body right. super exactly. hydrated. Yeah. And, uh, Desert and you can ready. share. You can share. So, yeah, we will. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and, I, and I think that's um, really important to also make people understand the importance of body oiling. I think we have hair oiling yeah. now becoming a big thing. We have obviously skin oiling, which is kind of serums, et cetera. But body oiling, taking care of your body with love and nurturement and hydration, it's really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, uh, we know this, right. This is all we grew up with, <laughs> but, uh, but I think the Western world, uh, it's, we want to normalize oiling in general. Absolutely. Keep, you know, oiling is a big, powerful thing. So, uh, now three questions and then we'll, I'll let you guys, you've got businesses to run. I don't want to keep you all day, but, um, <laughs> the first question, 
Um, and um, for, for argument's sake, you're not going to, you can't say our brands, of course. So um, no. my first question is, what's another beauty brand that you currently are loving right now? So Pragati, I'll start with you. Um, a beauty brand that I am currently loving is Kulfi Beauty. And I recently got my hands on their new blush, which I've been obsessed with. It's amazing. Uh, and I think the fun thing I love about Kulfi is it's playful. It's, uh, yeah, it's it so speaks fun. to so many types of people. And, and uh, Priyanka, yeah, she's phenomenal. Priyanka's but, wonderful, yeah. yes. <laughs> so and Arjun, how about you? Yeah, so I got to keep it OG with this one. I've been uh, I've been a fan of Byredo for yeah. you know a decade now and they just the way they innovate keeps me falling back in love with that brand whether it's you know their Mumbai noise or whether it's uh, their, their Mumbai noise fragrance and the storytelling behind it whether it's their new candles whether it's just the experience in there they have a store down the street here on Melrose that's incredible and I really respect their founder, Ben Gorham. So yeah. for me, you know, I really, for me to love a brand, I have to love the story. I have to really get behind the founder's story. And uh, that's one that I've just admired from a distance from a long time. And fun fact, I mean, I'm sure most know, but if you don't know, Ben is half Indian and then half I think, is Scottish well, I and Canadian. So, yeah, yeah so it's yeah. pretty cool. Like, uh when you see Byredo going everywhere around the world, it's like, there's an Indian founder. Like I, I realized that a few, a few months ago and I was like, what? So yeah. It's yeah. Cool. Uh, that's then when Mumbai noise came out, I was like, Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, that was cool. Yeah. But um, my next question is, do you have a favorite quote or a saying? Um, and I'll start with you, Pragati. I think my favorite quote or saying at the moment is to stop and smell the roses. That's why I pause, you know, like it's basically like just take a moment and take we have to do that as yeah. founders. It can be very as founders. Fast, absolutely. Fast, I think fast. it's been a lot more applicable recently to just at any moment to just slow down, to take a second, you know, be aware of your surroundings. Absolutely. Yeah. And enjoy it. The aroma of the roses. Um, how about you, Arjun? <laughs> okay. Favorite kind of quote, um, believe it or not, I guess I'll keep it on the Indian side of things. Um, it comes from the Bhagavad Gita and it's a, it's a text and there's a little story behind it, but it says man is made up of his beliefs as he believes. So he is. So it's just, it's a phrase that I live by about self-belief and whatever you believe you are is your destiny. And I love that quote so much that I wanted to get it tattooed on my body but I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to translate that in Sanskrit. And one of the amazing talents Pragati, she hasn't told you this, is she can translate things and write Sanskrit. So Pragati one day gave me the, uh, and since we're on yeah. camera, so let's see if I can show it to you, but I've no got way. it. I've got the quote right <laughs> here, the, 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 the scripture right there. So it's, is... it was something I loved. I feel like now it's part of me. And uh, Pragati helped me with it, so it's full. Okay, story. you you win in the best answer for that question out of two hundred founders I've interviewed. That's amazing. <laughs> that's so cool. Thank you. You've got a tattoo <laughs> in it. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. And it's a very very powerful statement to believe in and to to, to believe. Oh, there's a pun there, yeah. but yeah, generally speaking, it's very important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, right, right. My last question, guys. So Pragati, I'll go to you. Um, if you want a beauty, wellness, lifestyle, or just general entrepreneur, what would Pragati be doing in another multiverse? 
I think completely outside of the realm of what I'm doing is a little bit hard, but I have always, always wanted to let go of all of this and move back to India and like work on the ground with the NGO that I'm helping build. I think that would probably bring me the most amount of happiness. I think you're going to do that anyway. I feel that the way you said it, the energy there is probably going to come uh, (laughs) soon. So that's exciting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And how about you, Arjun? I feel like I would, try and be a rapper i would give my best shot at being a rapper i wouldn't be a great one but i think that's what i would but you're gonna listen to your quote you're gonna believe in yourself and you'll be a great one i'm gonna believe exactly Exactly. my name would be little 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 brownie would be my moniker well you know i always like to end with that because i like you guys to always ponder on that and be (laughs) like you know what in a couple of years time think about those moments yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. life is why not? too short you've got to try what you what you want to do you do so um, well guys it's been such a pleasure as always uh, thank you for honestly from the bottom of my heart for everything you're doing for um, us South Asians and also just the Ayurveda um, the world of Ayurveda uh, it's really important so uh, I'm very honoured and a privilege to be able to call you guys my friends and being the same journey with you um where can everyone continue to follow you both individually and also the brand itself yeah i'm at pragati guru um across all socials and we are at soma ayurvedic across all socials happy and arjun i am at arjun v sampath on everything I'll put the, the links in the summary so everyone can just tap straight away so it'll be easier yeah. and the website Please. link too I'll put which is um, somaayavedic.com yeah. appreciate that yeah. guys thank you yeah. Yeah. such a pleasure thank and you so we're, much we're gonna, for having us thank you Akash this has been, this has yeah. been really yeah. fun we're it's gonna really do so fun. many things in the future this is just the beginning so yes. watch this space everyone I hope you enjoyed this episode of Founded Beauty as much as I had making it. And if you did, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app, and many more. And I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share, and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops.